today I'd like to talk about how we can practice when we are at rest. So when you are alone, you know, without anything to do, how do you spend the time? In the evening, in the weekends. So today I'd like us to consider this question. Our founding teacher Sotesan said that authentic practice involves practicing during both action and rest. He said, in your daily life, your main practice involves mindful choice and action. And when at rest, your practice mainly involves the cultivation of spirit and inquiry. So practitioners who know how to practice according to these kind of time will not have difficulties in their practice. So one of the core ideas of one Buddhist practice is continuity of action and rest. You may think that they are very different in terms of what kinds of activities you are performing, but whether we are engaged in daily activities or taking rest, our mind has an unchanging aspect of alertness and mindfulness. So this is an essential quality of our mind. As long as you are aware of it, you can practice maintaining this state of mind regardless of time or place. It's a very popular idea that we can still practice when you are off the cushion. So then when you are engaged in your daily activities, the focus of your practice is on the mindful choice and action. So in that way, you can continue your practice off the cushion. So my practice has been focused on that part. So do many of my Dharma talks. But recently, I have realized that practice in action cannot be possible without proper practice at rest. So then, what does it mean to practice at rest? Can't we just chill out and watch Netflix? Then you take a rest, and we can just take a rest. So I revisited the chapters of one Buddhist scripture to see what Sotesan, our founding teacher, says about this. So today I'd like to share the insights that I found from the scripture. So first, in the chapter on timeless Zen, it's the chapter six of part three practice of our principal book. In that chapter, Mr. Sutesan says, when you are not engaged in an activity, release and let go of distracting thoughts and nurture the one mind, the original mind. This is the primary principle of how to practice at rest. If practice during the day is about how to use our mind well, practice at rest is about nurturing the mind, 
re-establishing the focused mind or singular mind. Enlightened teachers knew that our mind is not like a bottomless pit. If you just use it up and not refill it up, it loses the light and the power that is its original nature. To restore the light and the power of our mind is in fact the definition of rest. So after a long busy day, you, know, you can spend the evening watching YouTube or Netflix. But ask yourself, are you spending this time nurturing and restoring your mind or distracting it? and creating more and more thoughts. So our mind is constantly occupied with a variety of thoughts. And they change all the time. So it's as though the mind is always looking for some object that it can cling to you know, or rely on. And if it can't find any object, then it becomes anxious. You know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I cling to? Where do I go? You know? So we are not accustomed to silence, especially the silence of the mind. Now we can remain silent by not talking. You know, we practiced that during the weekend for those who participated in the retreat. We practiced noble silence. But the purpose of noble silence is to experience the silence in our mind. So we need to experience and practice the silence of our mind, especially when we are at rest. So one mind, an empty mind, whatever you may call it, you know, it's the mind when the inner chatter, you know, there is some inner chatter that constantly talking and talking. Th that inner chatter ceases. This is why we practice meditation. So make some spare time to practice meditation regularly. And practice regularly, like 10 to 15 minutes a day, when you are at rest. So it's not necessarily that we are sitting on a cushion. So moving meditation that we practice in this morning, or walking meditation, can be a wonderful forms of meditation. By practicing those type of meditation, we can just release unnecessary thoughts and just you know, maintain the focused state of mind. So let me share my experience of walking meditation. So I used to always carry my cell phone and earphone with me to listen to podcasts or YouTube you know, while taking a walk. Because I want to use my time more productively. But one day I decided to leave my cell phone in my room. And without the cell phone in my hand, I could simply just walk. 
And soon I realized that everything felt more vivid and alive. The green of the leaves, the trees, the sky, the blue sky, and the clouds, and the breeze. When I arrived at the creek trail, I sat on the bench and listened to the flowing water. I heard the birds chirping and other subtle sounds, but I also felt some silence underneath all those subtle sounds. As I was walking in nature and becoming aware of its silence, my stream of thinking subsided. And I became silent within. So on that day, I felt that we human beings possesses a similar aspect of silence already within us because we are a part of nature. So when we talk about inner silence, no, it's not a passive state of numbness. It is not being unaware of the world around us. On the contrary, when this state is present, we become more aware of the world around us. Because there are no restless thoughts to distract us. And just as nature manifests its marvelous existence and its silence, you know, the wonderful qualities of our mind, such as equanimity and wisdom, insight, are, ma are manifested and restored when we are experiencing our inner silence. So how can you practice at rest? Release and let go of all the distracting thoughts and nurture one mind. Sitting meditation is one of the best ways to practice this, but any activities on which you can focus your mind can be a wonderful form of meditation. Secondly, you can find another answer in the uh, chapter on stages of Dharma rank. It's the last chapter of part three practice in the principle book. There are six Dharma ranks in one Buddhism. As your practice advances, your Dharma rank goes up accordingly. The highest Dharma rank is the status of the greatly enlightened Tathagata. This chapter describes people of this status you know, in terms of two aspects. So people in this status, they are free of attachment to discrimination. So when they, are, uh, when they are active, they are free of discrimination. They are free of attachment to discrimination when they are active. So when they think, speak, and act, it's not based on any kind of attachment. And when they are at rest, their discrimination is properly regulated. 
So this mature practitioner has continuity of time in action and rest. So since I'm talking about you know, practice at rest, let's think about what it means. Discrimination is properly regulated. Even in its Korean original text, it's not easy to understand this meaning right away. Discrimination is properly regulated at rest. So this means that you don't behave recklessly when you are alone and when it is free time. You don't go off your guard. You remain careful and attentive, watching your mind. Do you think it's possible? When you're alone and nobody's around you, and it's free time, and you can relax, and you still you know, remain mindful and careful, just feel that it's too much, you're like, are you like, you know, no, no, it's too much, you know, I don't want to go there. <laughs> but I think it's a matter of practice and taming your mind, like taming an ox, taming a doggy, taming your monkey mind. If our practice becomes mature, then I think you can get there. You know, we can, we can do this, you know, maybe effortlessly. And I've seen these people. And most importantly, you prepare for what is to come when you are at rest. So this is more difficult than focusing on the work you are doing presently. The founding master said, when you are not busy, Prepare the things you will need when you are busy. And when you are busy, remember the state of mind of your free hours. Maintain the state of mind of your free hours. If not, you will become entangled in that business. So he continues in the same verse. If you don't prepare when you are not busy for the things you will need when you are busy, then once you get busy, you will be unable to avoid becoming confused and upset. So this is how the practice in action and practice at rest support each other. So likewise, the mindful choice in action and inquiry practice and cultivation practice, you know, they support one another. They do not work alone. So from my experience, the more advanced a practitioner is, the better that person is at preparation. They have the wisdom and foresight to prepare for the future. They know how to do things in order. This is how advanced practitioners maintain serenity while doing all the tasks and work. 
So let me give you an example. The One Dharma Center opened 11 years ago as the headquarters of One Buddhism USA. But even so, it took many years to prepare the administrative structure for that. And last year, the constitution of One Buddhism USA was passed by the Supreme Council. And then we had the inauguration ceremony for Venerable Chuksanim, the head Dharma Master of One Buddhism USA. And I started novice training in 2001 at the office of the head Dharma Master Chua-san. Now remember, seeing a few pieces of paper with designs of the headquarters of One Buddhism USA while I was cleaning the office of Venerable Chua-san-nim. It was six years before the headquarters had purchased this property in Cleverac. And it was not even his own idea to have the headquarters overseas. It was in the 1960s that the Venerable Tesan, the third Hedama Master, tried to revise the One Buddhist Constitution for the overseas headquarters. 1960s. The time Korea was very poor and very different from what it is nowadays. And One Buddhism, of course, was much smaller than it is now. So One Dharma Center is the fruit and result of decades of preparation. For most people, work and practice are separate. And some people might think they should be separate, right? I work when I work, and I want to just relax and take a rest. And I tend to become off guard. And when I'm busy, I just become busy. But the teachers I met in One Buddhism seem to be good at preparing things in advance. They seem to ponder over the matter deeply. And they are not anxious about the result. They just do what they can do with a very focused mind. So I can clearly see that for them, work and practice are not separate. Life is practice and practice is life. And for me, it is difficult to even make a plan for next month, next year, just even for one project. No, it's difficult now for me. So I think I need to practice this part more if I want to deepen my practice with continuity of time in action and rest. So when can I do that? When I am free of other activities and in time at rest. So again, I feel that this is a more difficult and advanced practice to maintain mindful attitude in time at rest. Today I have shared how to practice at rest. So we say there is time in action and time at rest, time for work and time for practice. 
you know. But it's a separation that our human mind creates. Essentially, there is no separation in time. So always keeping one mind, regardless of time and place, is authentic and correct practice and the direction that we should go. So we can practice this continuity even while we take a breath. So when you practice meditation, we focus our minds on our tanjan, the lower abdomen. So breathe in. You focus your mind on the tanjan, your lower belly, and you are aware of its energy. Breathe out, softening the belly and relaxing the body. So the awareness in the tanjan is still there. Even when you breathe out, you can continue this tanjan breathing while listening to me. So it's not that you just relax and release your awareness when you breathe out. Awareness in the tanjan is still there when you breathe out, softening the belly and relaxing your body. So your awareness continues between your in-breath and out-breath. When I realized this, it was like a little aha moment for me to understand the meaning of discrimination is properly regulated, even at rest. So just like our awareness continues during our in-breath and out-breath, awareness continues in time in action and at rest. And we can expand it throughout the day. So I hope we all find a path of practice at rest so that we can enjoy more being alone and practice skillfully. Thank you. Thank you.